I think the best story from you and I is when uh, we can hold Taurus Taint, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> shout out. Blood straight, blood straight through his jeans. Oh, shout out. What a night. <laughs> Do I leave that in? Yeah. All right. I'll leave it in. He'll he'll get over it. I didn't go in, didn't go into any details. Yeah, it's just that he tore his taint and <laughs> and it's true. It's the truth. We witnessed it. Yep. <laughs> All right. folks episode 59 coming at you hot the back roads and bonfires podcast it's an extra special episode because 59 the old adam Pedersen football number this is the what you should call this the golden toe episode steve <laughs> golden toe didn't suck Only i should uh, i should have wore my square toe kicking shoe for this episode dang it you should have Wish I would have thought should've about got it. Some, should have got some high knees in before <laughs> recording. Oh man, I am I am your host Adam Patterson, coming to you, shocker, on another windy day in Alta, Iowa. I know it's rare, it's rare, people, but it's it's windy. And uh, joining me is the one and only Wild Thing. Rick Vaughn, Steve Hamer. How you doing, Steve? Hello. Oh, I'm great. Steve's name might uh, be a little teaser for something we're going to talk about a little later in the episode. But for all you uh, <clears throat> baseball fans, get excited. All right. I got some things here in the opening I want to get to. Do you know who John Wayne Gacy is? Yeah, I don't know how we're going from a murderer to baseball later, but sure. Uh, <laughs> I was flipping through Netflix the other night, saw John Wayne Gacy tapes on there. It's a do- short docuseries about him. I had yeah. to watch freaking sicko. Guys, it's kind of scary because he reminds me a lot of you. He lived in I- he, he lived in Iowa for eight years. You know that? Did not know that. Yeah, Waterloo. His first his first victim was in Waterloo uh, when Yikes. he when he lived there, and uh, they were showing like old video and pictures and stuff from Waterloo when he worked there. This one guy that like uh, Wayne that Wayne Gacy, uh, John Wayne Gacy, befriended. They had a bunch of people over to their house, and this one guy who still lives in Waterloo, who's like a retired superintendent from Waterloo Schools was interviewed in this and the guy's talking about how John Wayne Gacy was holding him at gunpoint and telling him to like perform sex acts on him and stuff. Yikes. And they were like two guys the same age. And then like he would laugh and say, Oh geez, stop crying. I'm just kidding. And then he would do it like three or four more times. And the guy said he just laid in bed all night waiting for morning to come so they could leave and go back home where they were coming from. And he thought Wayne Gacy was going to kill him. Guy was a sicko. Wow. Real sicko. He probably lived in the same neighborhood where you had to take that guy home from the construction job. Probably freaking cousins. <laughs> that guy, I mean, the guy that the guy that I gave a ride home to that wanted me to come inside and play piano with him and yep. make and and uh make music in his words, did look kinda like John Wayne Gacy, not gonna lie. So yeah. could be a distant cousin, maybe a <laughs> nephew. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, it's Man, this guy was, this guy was a sicko. I should have gone inside. It'd probably be a great story for the podcast. Yep, for the content. 
I don't think that guy was going to overpower me by any means, but would have had a heck of a story, maybe. Um, so yeah, for for those of you out there, uh, if you're into if you're into like the true crime stuff, maybe watch the John Wayne Gacy tapes on Netflix. It's disturbing, uh, it's riveting, and uh, there is some seriously sick human beings in the world. <laughs> Gross. Uh, all right, here I got it. <laughs> This is a hell of a transition, folks. <laughs> now it's time to talk about food. <laughs> I got I gotta share from from child predators to amazing breakfast. Only on the back roads and bonfires podcast. I gotta talk about some amazing. Our listeners food. will appreciate it. <laughs> we gotta go from dark to something happy. You're all over the place with these. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a random episode, but we're gonna keep people on their toes, and it's gonna be entertaining. So, last Friday, I took uh, I took my bulls to Sioux Falls to sell them because I'm getting a new breed of bulls, and met up with my buddy, and we ate at a restaurant called All Day Cafe. Wow, mind blowing, amazing breakfast. I got. Two, I got two entrees because when you leave Alta, you got to try as much food as possible. So I got two entrees, but I wasn't super fat, people. Don't worry. I did bring home a lot of leftovers. <laughs> no, he ate both. And this AM nachos was the first thing I got. Waffle fries, sausage gravy, sunny side up egg, cheddar and Monterey Jack cheese, hollandaise sauce, and speckled relish. Woo! Oh, my gosh. It was so good. Unbelievable. It was definitely the best thing I ate. That speckled relish, it's it's hard to describe it, but it's on a lot of their stuff. It's just so good. And the hollandaise sauce and the sausage gravy mixed together is, I mean, just unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Good way to ruin sausage gravy right there. Oh, hollandaise sauce. I love it so much. This place also has corned beef hash. Um... Man, they had walleye breakfast, which is two farm eggs, fried walleye filet, cafe potatoes, hollandaise sauce, and morning bread. I mean, I've never heard of walleye for breakfast before. Their breakfast burrito, I almost got this burrito. Smoked pork and egg, black bean puree, cheddar cheese, hash browns, hollandaise, pork, green chili, and speckled relish and crema. That sounds so good. Looks like you gotta go back. I'm gonna have to. The uh, burrito I did get to go with my AM nachos was the Southwest burrito. It was chicken and egg inside, along with onion, pepper, cheddar, and Monterey Jack cheese, hash browns, jalapenos, crema, and then it had cilantro and enchilada sauce. Drizzled across the top. Oh my goodness. It was so good. This place was this place was breakfast euphoria for a athletically husky fella like myself. And uh they had oysters and grits. I almost got that. Gross. I've always wanted to have oysters and grits breakfast. I didn't do it though. My brother in law did tell me that it was amazing. I've never had grits. Oysters are not. Grits are really good. Um, Just to flavor them up a little bit. Yeah, I need to have them sometime. Boy, they had this unbelievable omelets. Uh, they have OMG French toast, is what my buddy got. Brulee batter, thick cut challah bread, citrus rum caramel, vanilla bean whipped cream, and fresh berries on top of it. I had a couple bites. It was phenomenal. So not only did you order two entrees for yourself, you ate some of his food. A couple bites. Then he had not some a good my, look. He tried not some of my AM nachos. Hey, I told you I brought leftovers home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this place had chicken and waffles. I mean, they had all sorts of pancakes, different kinds of bennies, which I freaking love. Breakfast bennies, breakfast sandwiches. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. But they didn't have a button burger. They did not have 
The famous Century Lanes Button Burger. You are right about that. <laughs> it's the only one place can claim that. Yep. Uh, so for those of you going to Sioux Falls, or if you just want to have like a week, like a Saturday day date, drive to Sioux Falls, get yourself some amazing breakfast, have a mimosa maybe. Highly recommend. All day cafe. Here goes Ped condoning drinking and driving. <laughs> just one or two. As long as you have some breakfast with it and some substance in your tummy, you'll be all right. <laughs> By the way, um, when I was thinking of this, it made me think of that Mother's Day cafe that you went to in Chicago. Yep. Right now, um, Derek is in Chicago yesterday. Yeah. So I'm like telling him all these amazing places he should go eat. Yesterday, he goes to Five Guys. Really? Of all the places you go in Chicago for... Italian beef for Chicago dogs for deep dish pizza anything he goes yeah he goes Giordano's to five guys. any place he goes to five guys and what and Tom replies he goes oh the Chicago staple five guys <laughs> <laughs> leave it up to Derek yeah, yeah, it annoyed it me yeah, exactly. so much it just bothered me so much if I was there I'd be eating just all sorts of amazing food but he goes and gets a fast food place that fast food you can get basically anywhere in the world except storm Lake. yep storm Lake still got the staples of the of the 80s and early 90s for fast food minus kfc which is disappointing that's very true very true and taco john's yeah i'm still uh i should run for city council i should move to storm Lake just so i can run for city council and then do a swap of all the fast food chains are you just gonna force people to pay for them to come in or what yeah i'm gonna force it (laughs) raise taxes i'm gonna force it for every for every vote that's yes and lets me raise taxes to get better fast food they'll each get one single beef patty because i've only got so many to go around yeah you better start butchering some more cows (laughs) there's a good chance you'd get like 12 votes so you'd be fine that's very true everyone everyone's (laughs) stuck with what we got uh, did you did you hear? Uh, there might be there might have been some things that happened with Twitter in the last few days. Yeah, sure did. Pretty crazy. Something uh something about Elon Musk maybe buying it, and there was a lot of unhappy people. A lot of unhappy people. Yep, yep. Uh, Twitter's. Uh, I read this story. Twitter's current, like management and corporate people that are there until Elon Musk officially takes over said that they were worried that current employees were going to sabotage like the company and like do all these terrible things that would like make Elon Musk not want to be part of it because they're so like stressed out and like freaking out and worried about him. Like they think he's going to come in and ruin everything just because they can't push their agendas and stuff anymore. Like, hmm. good grief. Like, can we just just relax snowflake? It'll be okay yeah exactly snowflake is a good term for plus like you don't have to work there if you don't want if you if you are directly sabotaging the company you're working for then it's just stealing basically like no one's forcing you to work there you can leave but the only person who gets to say what happens is the boss or the owner and that ain't you but the fact that they're like so stressed out that they're having anxiety attacks and like upper level management is worried they're going to do something to sabotage the company just because someone bought it and wants a little free speech, like, well, whoa. the fact that that's what puts you over the edge is your company being bought out. It's just like it's sad. Grow a pair of balls, and I mean, it makes you like, I just what happened to the world where so many people can't just toughen up and handle things. It's, Man, you know, gotta have anxiety attacks and go to the cry closet and cuddle some pillows. <laughs> Their rage closet, oh, the rage room. Yeah, I did read that. I, I read a story about how rage rooms are becoming more popular <sighs> in America, like in bigger cities and stuff. And this podcast I listened to by a, like a licensed professional therapist was like laying out all these facts about how they're like terrible for you because all they're doing is just you going and crying about how when things aren't going your way and being psycho and raging in a room instead of like growing and working through your issues and stuff it's just 
Well, yeah, basically not stop being a little. All the, uh, um, we're in a drought right now. We could use some rain where we live. And, uh, the last couple of days, all, all I was thinking of was all these, uh, all these tears that were being cried by certain people on Twitter. I wish they would have been here in Iowa crying it so we could have at least got some moisture in the ground. You do got a spare bedroom. You could turn it into a rage room. <laughs> I could. I could turn it into a rage room. So <laughs> I'm going to have a rage room and then we're going to invite all the, uh, I won't give them a stereotype, all the people crying on Twitter to come to Iowa so they can at least cry their salty tears into the ground and we can get a little moisture here, maybe. Yep. That'd so, be nice. Anyway, not like we have an opinion on it or anything, but... Well, no, but all the tears should help with California's <laughs> water crisis. That's very true. <laughs> they should be good now, hopefully, at least for a month or two. <laughs> all right. It's nothing like ruffling the little feathers. Still love all you people, but man up a little bit, will you? So, the other day, the same day that I was sitting at the uh, cattle sale... In Sioux Falls, this, these are like the random thoughts that come to my head. I'm just, I'm just a weirdo. I started thinking like, what are some nicknames for the Iowa seasons? You gonna completely skip over the second half of the discussion? Oh, whoops. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of Twitter and uh, and and people that are upset and maybe that, well, Joey, Joey buckets, the guy leading our country, is trying to pass a law. Supposedly, that's completely forgiving all student loan debt in the country. Yeah. I'll need a rage room if that shit goes through. So, uh, more than likely, the people that are going to have to pay for it are taxpayers. Mm -hmm. People that have already responsibly paid off their own student loans. We basically get to pay for other people's, too. Yep. It just, like... Why? When did we become a, a, a society that just enables no responsibility? I I will agree completely that student loans and college is a massive joke for probably over fifty percent of the people that go. But if you're going into college, you knew you were taking this money and you're right. going to pay it back. You made a conscious decision to take them out and go to college and. Sorry, but you got to own up, man up, and pay it off. Like, frick, we all did it. I used I used my yeah. loan money for Jaeger bombs and beer. I was a complete <laughs> moron, and I owned yep. my five five years of terrible decisions. I should have never gone. It was a massive waste of time, but I owned it, and I paid them off because I took out the freaking money. So it's my responsibility to pay it back. Yep. <sighs> frustrating and now these people are just gonna i mean there's probably be people that take advantage of it and like actually go do something good but there's probably gonna be so many that just think they're always gonna ha- get bailed out and get a handout or something well, it's bullshit That's like great. you said we've paid our stuff we're gonna get reimbursed <sighs> no yeah i mean man so hey so being responsible perfect <laughs> yeah and there's, oh man, I hope it doesn't happen. I hope that doesn't happen, but it's, it's, uh, boy. And everyone's like, yeah, well, I will, the, I will the agree. Other, the, Go ahead. The other would be just to keep printing more money and raising inflation. I mean, true. That's probably what will happen. Man. Yeah, just, I print, under- just print some more. I understand that college is way more now, but people also make more money now than like when we went. It's, it's all. Like it's everything's relative. Like people made less money when back when college was cheaper. People make more money now when college is more expensive. Granted, college might be the ratio might be a little bit more now, but fricking a man, own up to the to the debt you took and pay it off. That's how life works. Yep. But we have a buddy. That's how that's how life used to work. That's true. Sorry for those of you who don't agree with us and are upset. It's going to get better. It's going to get more fun now this episode. No, don't apologize. That's true. I'm not going to apologize. We all have our opinions. Those are our opinions. <laughs> if I get called a name, I'm just going to I'm just going to thank people for listening. Give a high five. That's all that Air matters fives. to me. <laughs> yeah. 
so back to what I was talking about before I glossed over that. Uh, the other day when I was sitting watching the bowl sale, I was randomly thought like Iowa, Iowa is just such an erratic season changing state. We should come up with names for the seasons because I, don't, I mean, everything is really, the seasons don't really exist anymore in Iowa, but there's, there's certain weather patterns that kind of help us define what the seasons are. So the names I came up with, maybe you have some that would be better, but, uh, to listen to like <laughs> seven minutes of it while I was highlighting all of it until it was done so I could delete it all. Make sure you didn't miss anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, really glad I caught that. That would have been horrible if I put that out and that was all at the end of the episode. That would have been terrible. <laughs> would have been a great way to end, end things. Yep. All right. <laughs> we'll see if you agree with any of these. So maybe you got some better names. Uh, spring, I got. Wind makes you question why you decided to live in Northwest Iowa season. This year is crazier than most, but it's always so freaking windy. And in the winter, it's windy a lot too. But it seems to pick up a little bit more in the spring. But my gosh, it's never ending right this now. Year, yeah, this year's been pretty bad. I've never seen a spring like this. I've even got people that are te- I've had like five or six people in the last couple of days like text me, <laughs> starting to say how much they they can't take it anymore. And it needs to end. So at least I'm not the only one complaining out there about it anymore. Summer. We're going to call summer sweaty urinal season. You know Summer's what I'm, the best season. You know what I mean by that? When you go to the, on a hot, humid day, you go to look at the urinal flusher and it's just caked with water and it's all sweaty and wet. Yep. <laughs> that, that cold you metal sure? in a sure hot day. That's from the humidity. Well, someone like, just playing a sweet. Someone just playing a sweet prank on you. Let's hope. Let's hope it's not pissed. Because sometimes when I'm sweaty and gross, I wipe my hand across that and then wipe it across my forehead to get the humidity out. <laughs> Giving yourself a golden shower. That's lovely. So let's hope I'm not giving myself piss forehead. <laughs> that would suck. Oh man, I'm gonna start pissing on all those before you go into places. <laughs> Frick. Uh, summer <laughs> sweaty urinal season. Uh, fall. His premature bloody nose season. Winter is is when the majority of them happen, at least for me. But every now and then you get a couple unexpected in the fall. And so I used the word premature from from something else, how it's used. And I put premature bloody nose season for fall. Yeah, well, a lot of that's the dust, though, too, in the fall. True. Man. The dust, the, dust, the dust really dries it out. The dust, and then you get all the the air gets dry, but then all the dust is in your nose. So you go to do a raging farmer's blow, and then nose period, game yeah. over. Yeah, <laughs> rupture brain brain artery up there. And best time for it to happen is in the shower, so you can just let it leak. Yep, just let it go. Hope it's hope it stops. Yep. And uh, winter, winter is crusty elbow season. You know what I mean hmm. by that. Yeah, you get them the nice dry, dry <laughs> white elbows. You get them dry elbows, and like my, sh- if I wear like a, a nice sweater to church, it'll like stick on my crusty elbows. Yeah, catches on them. Yeah, it's gross. I go through so much lotion in the winter, just put them on my elbows because it's a gross feeling. <laughs> Man, probably probably doesn't help much. Yeah, probably not. Well, that was a fun intro. Now we're going to transition to something, something that we both love. A little golf. It is time for another segment of Weird News. This story is wild. This happened, of course, in Florida, where so many crazy stories happen. This happened in Delray Beach, Florida, on Sunday. The story goes, it was Sunday. Just before 7 p.m. when the peaceful quiet on the 15th hole of the Kings Point Golf Course was shattered by the sound of gunshots and retirees watching from their balconies were shocked to see a 74-year-old man shooting at a dog-walking neighbor. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Deputies arrived to find Herbert Merritt, 64, lying on the ground with a gunshot wound to his left ankle, according to a Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office arrest report. Nearby, 
they found Robert Levine with a black semi-automatic handgun in his front left pocket. Merritt told deputies he was walking his dog on the grass next to the golf course when Levine rode up in his golf cart and Levine began causing a verbal altercation with him due to having his dog on the golf course. He then began shooting at him while Merritt was running away. Levine chased Merritt around a tree while continuing to shoot. Merritt said he shot about five rounds at him, according to the report and according to witnesses. Merritt told deputies he had never seen Levine before, did nothing to provoke him. He felt that Levine was trying to kill him. I would say so. He was shooting at you. Witnesses told deputies they saw Levine kick Merritt in the head, go back to his cart, and get a club and begin beating Merritt with the club while holding the gun in his left hand. Deputies said they found shell casings on the ground and two golf clubs with what appeared to have blood on them. Merritt was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries from being shot and beaten, and Levine is apparently still in the hospital for unrelated reasons. Levine is charged with first with attempted first-degree murder and other charges. Good girl. Wow. That's impressive. Shot him. Started shooting at him just because he had a dog on the golf course. Yeah. Good grief, bro. Hey, he likes his course. That poop is that poop's gonna be free fertilizer for that course. It's all good. As long as you just don't well, step exactly. in it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Gotta keep your head on a swivel. Can you imagine? You live on that golf course and all of a sudden you see a seventy four year old man chasing With a golf around a gun, yeah. Chasing around a sixty four year old man while they run around circled around a tree shooting at him. Oh man, that poor guy. I hope simple simple fix murder. I hope the seventy four year old gets gets put in jail for the rest of his life. It sounds like he's probably a little kooky, but boy, the fact that he started kicking him in the head and then beating him with a club while he was down after shooting him, and then he just casually drives away. I guess just crazy. Yeah, but yeah. There's a uh... boy. That's crazy. Florida man. Florida man happens in all ages. They happen in their 20s, 40s, 70s. The Florida man yeah. is a real thing. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Have you, uh, I'm trying to think. Have you ever seen any altercations on the golf course? Uh, I, I tried to fight that kid that one time in that tournament. <laughs> yeah. When he threw that golf ball. I think you were on our team. Yeah. <laughs> We threw yeah, the golf balls out. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. There, I mean, there's like some verbal stuff every now and then. People are people, you know. Sometimes on a golf course, people drink a few too many and then they act like idiots. But you know, there was the one time you hit you hit me on top of the head with a golf club. <laughs> that was unintentional. Yeah, it didn't feel good, <laughs> but I got you good, right in the top of the noggin with the five wood. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a. The old tournament in Elta last year. We won't use names, but one of the members was we weren't supposed to use carts on the fairway because they had a bunch of rain. The fairway was completely dry, but still, I think one of the tires was maybe four inches on the fairway, and one of the members got real mad, and then a lot of shouting uh, towards this member ensued, and a lot of things were said. A lot of things were said. (laughs) It happens. I, uh, was at a friend's house who lived uh, in those Lake Creek condos in high school. And I laid yeah. out, I laid out on their deck one, one afternoon with an air horn and blew it every time someone went to hit their ball and then ran it's back inside. How <laughs> was that guy? Yeah. That was air Whose horn guy. Was that? Uh, I didn't realize she lived over there. Yeah. They lived in one of those condo apartment things. Oh, okay. Yep. Nice. Yeah. I was air horn guy one afternoon. Whoops. It'll get you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's so tempting. But yeah, people weren't happy. Weren't happy at all. When oh, I'm sure. When they heard an air horn. <laughs> uh, it seems like golf course, golf course altercations are becoming, are becoming more of a thing. 
nowadays. You see so many videos of them and fights and arguments on golf courses and man, because people take it way too serious. People do take it too seriously. Like, come on, bro. Let's we're just out here having fun. Majority of you should just be happy that you're not with your wives because it's an escape for you because you hate your life. It's not the reason you should golf, but a lot of these a lot of these old timers, that's the reason they do it. So just be happy. Yeah. Be happy, bro. Golf court, uh golf course uh fail videos are my all time favorites when people are out of control on golf carts and stuff. They're my all time favorite videos. Yeah, the one where I wish I could have got on video and drove straight into that tree. <laughs> <laughs> or the time. At, uh, we'll probably tell this story at, when we talk about the West Links League, but I'll tell it again then. The time where uh, I thought I should drive like the mailman and I put my <laughs> left foot on the gas from the, from the uh, um, passenger seat and my shoe was kind of wet and I like slipped. And laid on it even harder and drove straight forward and just smashed Blake between two cars. Oh, yeah. Crushed his legs, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're so mad. Ooh. Oh, man. So many fun golf course stories. I'll try, we'll try to I have to think of some more funny golf course stories, and we'll do an episode where we, where we share those. I, I can think of about five off the top of my head right now, but we'll save them for a, uh, for a so different time. From the West Lang stays. <laughs> All right. Well, people, if you are having a disagreement on a golf course with someone or in life in general, um, just try to talk it out. Walk away if you if you are getting too upset, but never you should probably never pull a gun. Just a word to the wise. <laughs> that just piles on your list of felonies right there. Yep. It's not a good look. Especially when you're in your 70s in Florida, you're retired, you want to just live the rest of your days in some warm weather and hang out, and now you're going to be behind bars. So, must yep. have been a bad day for old old Robert Levine. While we're talking about golf, I wanted to pose this question to you. Yep. I, I saw this the other day, um, and I can't remember who posted it. I think the PGA Tour might have posted it. But they said... If you could have one golf superpower, what would it be? And it gave you four options to choose from. They are hit every green in regulation inside 200 yards. So basically always have a birdie putt on a par three. Make every putt under six feet. Never miss a fairway off the tee or hit every drive at least 320 yards. For me, it's an easy one, but I'd love to hear yeah, your take. Really, really, it's the easiest question around. I mean, the obvious answer is hit every green inside 200 yards. I was actually going to say make because, every putt under six feet. No, because if you think about it, it doesn't specify whether, I mean, you could hit a shitbag drive into the trees and be True. within 200 yards. Wow. Yeah, I'm changing my answer. As long as, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't matter where your ball is within 200 yards. You're still going to hit the green. Yep, because there's a lot of times on the par fours and alto where we're in the trees, but it means we're it means we're going on the green from the trees yep. at least. So you have a birdie putt every time. Yeah, I like that. I'm I'm doing that one as much as as much as I get pissed. You suck over, at putting. You're over, terrible at putting. Over but. how many five foot and longer putts I miss. I'm going green in regulation <laughs> inside 20 yards. This is my summer. This is, this is my summer. To 200 yards. Or inside 200 yards. This is my summer, Steve. I'm going to be an excellent putter this summer. You've been working on it for like a decade, and you're still terrible. I mean, I'm not like horrible, but I'm not the best one out there <laughs> by any means. No, well, yeah, I don't know who's better, you or Blake. I mean, I don't know many golfers that, that can put draw on their putts like I can. <laughs> a little side spin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the hit every drive at least 320 it's driving is so overrated i mean 320 isn't going to matter if your short game is just pathetic yeah short game is what makes you money it's what wins you tournaments it's what gets you in contention so you got to have you got to be either burying every putt under six feet or be on the green in regulation inside 200 so 
I mean, never miss a fairway off the tee. That I mean, you could go up with your second shot, and it could be a terrible second shot, and hitting the fairway won't matter, which uh, oh, yeah. we, we've done but, maybe a thousand times. By hitting the green on giving yourself a birdie, but you're giving yourself an opportunity for birdie every hole. Yep, drive for show, putt for dough. I mean, the amount of times where we've been in the fairway on a drive and then the thing was not in the fairway after our second shot is <laughs> is so is so many times. So that one yep. doesn't do anything for me. Plus, sometimes if you're off on the on the longer the longer rough, the, it's a longer cut. Sometimes it's a little bit better hit than that rock hard drive fairway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm with you there. Every green in regulation inside 200 yards is honestly the only correct answer. Correct. Gosh, I'm excited for golf. I'm excited for us to play some tourneys, get out a couple Saturday, Sunday, maybe here and there when there's free time off the farm. I'm excited to go out and play some golf. You're probably not going to get to play very much because of baseball and softball. Baseball, softball, and a new child. You, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a little, a little tamer season with golf than, than the COVID summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Played a lot of golf. Yeah. Well, folks, it is baseball season. It is in full swing. By the way, the Twins are in first place in the division. Who would have thought they're on a hot streak right now? It helps that the rest of the AL Central is trash right now. It always helps when when your when your contemporaries are not great. But uh, I thought, you know, while we're on baseball season, it's just me and Steve. We love sports. We specifically really love baseball. It's our favorite sport. Baseball movies are. I think, without question, the best sports movies there are. And so with all that being said, me and Stevie here, we're going to do a snake draft. And each choose five. We're going to draft five baseball movies each. And, oh, man, this is going to be tough. There is so many, so many good baseball movies. All right, Steve's going to start. We're going to snake draft each, choose five baseball movies, and I'm going to, I'll post it on social media after the episode comes out, and you can let us know who had the better list. All right. With the number one pick, Steve, you are up. Well, I already know what you would pick with your number one and attempted to pick it, just piss you off. <laughs> I was wondering if you would. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go with Field of Dreams. Hey, good, 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 solid choice. Just because, I mean, Based in Iowa. Yep. It's just an amazing movie. Have you ever been there, by the way? I have not. I could have last year. Yeah, that's right. You won the you got in that lottery. <laughs> it's uh it's pretty freaking sweet. I was there for uh I was in a wedding in Dyer. It was sweet. Now they're gonna destroy them. Yeah, they're commercializing the heck out of it. I hope it keeps the integrity and the nostalgia of the uh of the OG field. I was in a wedding in Dyersville, I don't know, 2012 or something like that, and we took wedding pictures of the Field of Dreams. It was pretty cool. All right. Well, I have a feeling. You're picking for love of the game with your number one pick. With my number one pick, I am choosing for love of the game. My all-time favorite movie. I don't know if anything will ever, will ever top it, honestly. It's got my favorite actor ever, Kevin Costner. It's just, I don't know what it is about that movie, but man, I freaking. I figured, it. I figured you'd pick one where the twins actually win something. <laughs> oh man, there is some movies on here that involve the twins. All right, for love of the game is my number one pick. What am I going to do for number two? I think I'm going to go with nostalgia at its finest, The Sandlot. Yep. Can't go wrong with the Sandlot. Yep, the Sandlot is going to be my number two pick. All right, you get the next two picks. Let's see here. My number two pick, I'm going to go with probably the original Major League. Oh, son of a bee. That was going to be my next one. Yeah, I mean. What a freaking classic movie. Yep. I mean, is, there's honestly 
nothing better in a sports movie than a group of downtrodden misfits on a losing team that come together, they galvanize, they somehow start beating everyone, and they go on and have this incredible season. They're just it's it's the epitome of a great sports movie. Yep, agreed. And Pedro Serrano. Roger hmm. Dorn. Roger Dorn was kind of a little biatch at third base, but he came around. Roger Rick, Dorn. You got Rick Vaughn, the old wily catcher with the bad knees. That's not Rick Vaughn. No, Jake he was Taylor. the pitcher. That was Jake Taylor. But then, and then of course, <laughs> Bob Euchre. Maybe yeah. the best part of the whole movie. Ball four. Yep. Ball eight. <laughs> Ball twelve. Ball sixteen. <laughs> okay. He does make the movie. I love that movie so much. All right, what's your next pick? Hmm, I don't know what I want for my next one. Just I'm gonna go with this one just because I was the same age as the kid when the movie came out. So kind of, you doing it? Kind of grew up idolizing, and he played for the Cubs. Yep. So did. rookie of the year. What a freaking great movie! Every kid's dream: break your arm, come back as a major league pitcher. <laughs> Especially for the Cubs with seven. Funky butt loving that hurt. <laughs> did you see that he sang the seventh inning stretch like five days ago at the Cubs game? I did. I did. Man, Henry Rowan Gardner was back. Garden hosen, you're going in. What a yep. man. They just don't make movies like they used to. It was like Everything's just rushed to TV now with all the streaming. Everyone's got to get content out. They don't have the big, well-thought-out, like, take-the-time-to-make-it blockbuster. Oh, man. What a great freaking movie. Let's see here. My next pick. I'm going to go Little Big League. Because <laughs> the Twins actually win something. <laughs> Bill Haywood in an unprecedented turn of events as a 12 year old or whatever he is in that movie gets given the Minnesota twins by his grandpa when his grandpa dies and he is the manager. And as a 12 year old, he knows more about baseball than every other person in the league and leads the twins on to glory or at least almost glory until Ken freaking Griffey jr. Robs Robs Lou of the game winning home run. To go to yep. the World Series. And brutal. And Lou almost, and it was off Randy Johnson too. He almost took Randy Johnson yard. Then Griffey Jr. climbs the wall. I mean, that's, if, like when I'm talking about it now, that's honestly. That's, the, about, that's about as real as it comes. That's honestly the most like sad and disappointed maybe I've ever been in a movie outside of <laughs> where the red fern grows. When the dog dies. <laughs> because I was so fired up for the twins to win that game and then <laughs> they just Disney just pisses all over our hearts and has Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> rob the home run. I mean you just don't see that in movies, but of course <laughs> when it's the twins they have Griffey climb the wall and frickin' rob it and the twins lose. But oh Billy. <laughs> Billy gets a he gets a curtain call to go out and then he decides I better focus on school and stop coaching major league baseball. I've got to go into seventh grade. So someone yep. else can coach the team. Well, the same with rookie of the year. He goes back and plays for his little league yep. team. He goes from throwing 104. Cubs has been fun. To on his little league team. But I think I need to go focus on algebra. <laughs> yep. The famous underhand pitch that strikes out. Uh, yep. Clue the floater. Um, what movie was Clue Haywood? Was it rookie of the year with Clue Haywood? I think it, um, I think it was. Or no, maybe he was in he was in major league, I think. I don't remember who that big yeah. chewing guy was, but anyway. With my fourth pick, I don't think you're gonna take this last one that I want for five. So I'm gonna go with my fourth pick. I'm going Bull Durham with my man. Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies, but Bull Durham with my man Kevin Costner. The, ba the batter was named. The batter was named uh, Hato Ped. He was named what? Butchato. Butchato. That's that, right. That was the that was the, that was the big uh, 
Mets hitter. Yep. Butch Hado. Bull Durham. Kevin Costner's Crash Davis. Nuke Lelouch out there. The amazing talent, but needs to get his head out of his butt and get set straight. And then, of course, uh, one it's of the like, eyelids are plugged. Yep. Right now, the wrong one. <laughs> and then one of the loves of my life, Susan Sarandon. Oh, my. Oh, Susan, I love you. What a great movie. The assistant coach. The assistant coach in that movie is who I, who I aspire to be if I'm ever a baseball coach someday. <laughs> I want to be that guy. <laughs> uh, all right. You got the next two picks for your four and five. I already have four. You have Field of Dreams. No, I don't. I only have three. No, Never mind. Four. I only have three. I think I'm, pro- I'm probably going to go. With, I'm probably going to go 61. Nice. The Roger Maris story. Fantastic movie. Yeah. All right. You got, one, got more. one more. Right? Yes, sir. There's some bangers out there. I'm going to go with the natural. There it is. Yep. Ryan it's an all-time great. Favorite movie ever. Yep. Man, what a movie. All right. There are still some serious bangers out there, but I think with my fifth pick, I might, I might surprise some people here. With my fifth and final pick of the 2022 baseball movie draft. Fever pitch. I am choosing. Summer Catch <laughs> with really? Freddie Prinze Jr., <laughs> Matthew Lillard. I freaking <laughs> love that movie so much. It, wow. I, I think it's Freddie Prinze Jr., by the way. When you go back and watch Freddie Prinze Jr. movies, the guy was not a good actor. Not a good actor at all. But he, he, was, in some, he was in some big movies back in the day. There's something about the the town it's like uh it's like a storm lake maybe like sioux city type size town carroll iowa that smaller town and but they're hanging out for the summer and everyone's just going to the local small businesses and i don't know just for some reason just gives me that that summer nostalgia then he's i mean he's he lives in the town where the team plays he's mowing grass for his dad's mowing business and then also he's like apparently got enough talent to be a big leaguer. What a great movie. I love that movie so much. I was really tempted to go with the final season just because based around Iowa once again, the coach went to William Penn. Yep. It was in my uh it was in my top ten. And my the one the one that didn't get chosen that rounded out my top ten was Major League Back to the Miners. why the twins suck in that. Also a twins movie, but man. I just Car- Carlos Liston. Carlos Liston, he got breakout <laughs> role, like first major role ever for. Uh, um, oh my gosh, why am I brain farting on his name? He's like freaking everywhere now in movies. Um, this is gonna drive me nuts. I need to look it up. Walton, Walton Goggins. There it is. Walton Goggins is downtown Anderson, cranking oh, home yeah. runs for the bees. Roger Dorn in that movie, by the way. Comes back to yep. coach the, I think he coaches the minor league team. I think. Wait, was it Dorn? Yeah. Or was it Jake? Uh, I think it was Dorn. Or was it Jake? I can't. No, I think it was Jake, the catcher. Yeah, because I because remember I think he teaches the catcher to throw the ball back to the pitcher. <laughs> That's right. Oh, that by reading catcher. reciting. Dorn is in the movie though. Okay. Yeah, and then they end up playing the Minnesota Twins and beating them. The Triple A versus the mm-hmm. Big League team. Carlos Liston. <laughs> that catcher. Do or no do. <laughs> the catcher in that movie cracks me up. He's such a doofus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So there you have it. Steve has Field of Dreams, Major League, Rookie of the Year, 61, and The Natural. Adam has For Love of the Game. The Sandlot, Little Big League, Bull Durham, and the timeless classic, Summer Catch. The final season wasn't a banger. They didn't get picked. Major League back to the minors. Um, the Rookie, fantastic movie. Didn't get chosen. Yep. Moneyball, A League of Their Own. Gosh, have you, have you seen Benchwarmers? 
Yes. <laughs> Reminds me of our Little League days. You always had that one weird kid. <laughs> He's allergic to the sun. <laughs> or so he thinks. <laughs> yeah, eat sunscreen. Hardball, <laughs> one of the all-time just rip-your-heart-out TV or movie moments when G-Baby yep. gets shot and killed. And Bad News Bears with the, the drunk, crazy drunk coach. Drinking beers yeah. in the dugout, ice in his elbow, in the beer bucket. <laughs> oh, man. So many good ones. The all-time classic fever pitch. I've never seen Trouble with the Curve. Oh, seen bro. Previous so for it. Trouble with the Curve is so good. We should watch it sometime. It's so good. Yeah. Million Dollar Arm, also really good. Yeah. You left Angels in the Outfield off, Ben. Yeah, it's in this list somewhere, but yeah, it's... It's on here, but... Yeah, I didn't choose that. Uh, gotta believe. Flap your wings and believe. Don't sleep on yep. Ed. Baseball movie involving a monkey. I'm pretty it's sure it's not called Eight Eight Men Outfield no, either. I'm pretty sure I either brain farted and oh, typed outfield because I was thinking baseball <laughs> or it auto-corrected because it's just Eight Men Out. Were you in, did you do that in, uh, in hist- Mr. Spot's history class when we did the eight men out trial and we like did research and reenacted it and everything. No, I never, I never had spots as a teacher. Uh, we did that in his class. We like all got assigned as a character. And then we actually, at the end of the year, our final project was we actually like spent a week redoing the trial as our character. It was nice. awesome. Eight men out. Great movie. All right. Well, there you have it folks. Uh, baseball is the best sport. Whether you like whether you like to hear that or not, it is. All sports are great, but baseball's the best. Baseball movies are the best sports movies. And uh, it's right around the corner. High school baseball, right around the corner. Major League Baseball's in full swing. The twins are coming together on the way to winning the American League. It's gonna be exciting. No, not gonna happen. They'll get Wait. swept first round of the playoffs. You know what's gonna happen. The twins are, and I'll be there to remind you of how terrible they are. The twins are going to be are going to win the division. They're going to they're going to go up 2-0 in the in the ALDS, and then Bucks. Okay, get I hurt. Think it, it's hilarious that you think they're finally going to win a playoff game. Yep, they're finally going to win a playoff game. Get the monkey out their back. They're going to be cruising, and then Buxton's going to get hurt, be out for the season, <laughs> and then they're going to lose four in a row, and season's going to be over. <laughs> Just like that, I would laugh hysterically that's, that's probably what's going to happen well we're going to close this out with another segment of Pedersen Luck <sighs> Pedersen Luck segment is brought to you by Moonlight Lawn Care which is owned and operated by Steve Botcher he uh, will take care of all of your aeration spraying, seeding and fertilization needs for your yard uh, he does not mow so just his main four are aeration, spraying, seeding, and fertilizing. And you can get a hold of Steve for all of your lawn care needs at 712-749-0698. That is Moonlight Lawn Care. I don't think I've told this story. I maybe mentioned a small part of it earlier in the, in the podcast life, but I don't think I've told this story. So when I was in college... I, uh, it's been, it's well documented that I was a bit mischievous, um, wasn't the most well-behaved person at times, and I made a lot of poor decisions in college, as many of us do. I lost my way a little. Thankfully, I've recovered from those days. Took me a while, but I am no longer living those days. And, uh, in college, at least at the University of Northern Iowa, you'd get three strikes. If you got written up three times for something, you got... You got the old boot from the dorm. Meant you were a problem child. They couldn't have you in the dorms anymore. Well, as fate would have it, I was one of those rare students that got three strikes. And so, (laughs) between beer drinking, uh, the story we told last year where I stole the parking sign and we thought it'd be a good idea to put the picture on Facebook. And then the cop wasn't even looking for it, though. He was looking for someone who drives a green pickup and happened to see my pickup on campus run the plates, find out it was me, look up my Facebook page, and then they saw the sign. I mean, talk about the sequence of events that had happened to lead to that. <laughs> Good grief. That was strike two, and then strike three, I'm pretty sure, was another alcohol-related event. 
Actually, I won an appeal for the third one and then got like a fourth one. Didn't win that appeal. Got kicked out of the dorms. So I had to go live in a different dorm away from all my friends where I knew no one. And I lived with quite possibly the worst roommate on the history of planet Earth. I'm pretty sure there was a reason this guy had no roommate. And and his room was available to have a roommate added because he probably had a reputation throughout campus as someone that no one should live with. The he was disgusting, unclean, and I'm a clean freak. He was unclean, unorganized. He had like half-eaten candy bars, like a pile of them, in a drawer in his desk. He'd like open it, dig through the candy bars, pull one out, take a couple bites, and put it back in. He just had a bunch of half-eaten candy bars in a pile in a desk drawer that he would eat from. He would he would rip the most heinous-smelling farts of all time. He would, like, casually lean on his chair like he didn't think anyone was going to hear it, and then it'd be this 78-decibel, chair-rocking, horrible-smelling fart. And the whole room would just smell of sewage. And so I'd open up all the windows in the dorm room and then I'd go stand at the door with the door open. So the air was flowing through the room and I would just like stare at him like, what are you doing, bro? And he'd like look away like he didn't know what was going on. Just, <laughs> freaking, I mean, I just he was he was the worst roommate. I, there was the story about did I tell the story about the girl who came home when he let his friend have his room one night? Have I told that on here? I don't know. I don't remember. So his uh, he let his buddy who was in town for the weekend stay in the dorm room because the guy Brian, the the roommate that I had to live with, was from Cedar Falls. So he went and stayed at his dad's house for the night. Well, his buddy brings back a portly woman to the room. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep the night before a final, and I something hits me in the head, wakes me up. It's the girls' underwear. They're they're having coitus in the room, seven feet away from me, and it's disgusting and loud. And I'm texting my roommate nonstop, "Get over here! Stop this! This is stupid! Like, what is wrong with you? How dumb are you to let you know that I'm in here and let your friend bring this girl back here?" And so he came back. My roommate, his friend, got mad, like comes to attack me while he's naked. By the way. Because I ruined his night for him and I and was like back in the corner of my room and I punched him in the face and like dropped him. Police show up because he was apparently earlier in the night running up and down the hallway asking people for condom while he was naked and someone had called the cops on him. So while this is all going on, police are en route. Police show up and like take him out of our room in handcuffs. One of the craziest freaking sequence of events I've ever been involved in in my life. And it just, I mean, I guess it's it's probably my fault for getting all the strikes and getting kicked out of Ryder Hall where I lived with all my friends and life was good. But, you know, there couldn't have been anyone else on this whole huge campus I could have been roommates with other than this guy. Birdman. <laughs> Punishment. Birdman. Bird, yep. <laughs> Birdman. He was, a, he was a blackjack dealer on the weekends at the Isle Casino <laughs> in Waterloo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just... Uh, Brett, if Brett, if Brett was here, he'd have some stories about him. Brett met him one weekend and it was, he was an interesting cat. He would, oh, by the way, he would, he would Facebook stalk all of the, uh, basketball players at UNI and try to see if they like put on Facebook statuses, like where they were going for parties because he really wanted to be all their friends. So he would Facebook stalk all the basketball players and try to find out where they were and go to parties where they were. And he would try to, he'd try to be buds with them and hang out <laughs> with the basketball team. Wow. <laughs> He was an sounds like a cool, he was a like winner. A cool guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was the that was the time where I got kicked out and had to live with the worst roommate of all time, and uh, got attacked by a naked man. And that's a true. That's a very true story, one that I vividly remember, and I wish I didn't. Very much wish I did. <laughs> that's, that's straight karma. That's all that yeah. is. Yeah, honestly, just don't be an idiot and don't get don't make bad decisions and get kicked out of the dorm. But you know what? Sometimes you got to lose your way in life to realize you're being a real moron and throwing things away before you can clean up your act and then start living a better life. Spend, spending student loans on Jaeger bombs. Yep. You got to waste all that student loan money. But you know what I did, Steve? <laughs> I paid it back. What's that? I didn't, right. ask for, I didn't ask for a handout. I paid it back. 
with the farm dividends or farm stipends the government gave you? I'm not going to lie. I set things up one year to get a decent <laughs> tax return, and then I use the tax return to pay off my student loans. That's how life works yeah. sometimes. <laughs> okay. Sounds about right. That's a, that's a Golden Toe episode. Episode 59. What a fun one. Talk golf, talk baseball, talk some college stories that are regrettable. Shared a little insight with you on uh, how the world can be a better place with Twitter and everything going on in Twitter right now. What a time. Well, social media is here. If you want to, if you want to check out our content or find links to where I, I post links for episodes or share some occasional photos, uh, Twitter is one of those places. You can do, uh, look for us at, at BK Roads Bonfires. That is at BK Roads Bonfires or search for the Back Roads and Bonfires podcast. You can also search for us on Facebook, simply Back Roads and Bonfires podcast. Pretty simple. I share some cattle pictures there occasionally, food pictures occasionally. Uh, but the place that I share the most content is TikTok and Instagram. Instagram. You can find us at BK Roads Bonfires. I'm sure if you search back roads and bonfires, it'll be on there. But uh, BK Roads Bonfires on Instagram. I got videos on there. I share my TikToks on there. And uh, some cool photos here and there. And then also TikTok, which is at, is it, at official Adam Pedersen. Turn the volume down. Yep. Here we go. Turn the volume down, chubbies. There we go. <laughs> Chubby fingers. At official Adam Pedersen. Pedersen is spelled P-E-D-E-R-S-E-N. At official Adam Pedersen on TikTok. Uh, you can see my new bottle calf. There's a video of my new bottle calf on TikTok. My new pet dog on the farm, basically. Uh, all right. You can listen to us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, uh, basically anywhere you get your podcast, you can listen to us. Go to uh, anchor.fm slash backroads. I think it's slash. It's either slash backroads and bonfires or slash BK roads bonfires. Uh, and that'll give you the links to all the places you can listen. And obviously, I'll share the links on my social media and stuff, too. And you can also just go there and click on it. But everybody who listens, you're a good friend of mine. And I appreciate you. And right now, picture me giving you a virtual hug to say thank you. Appreciate you listening. Love you. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did we learn this episode, Steve? Why it was a, uh, it was kind of all, all over the place. place. We learned, uh, we learned we get we well we learned some new names for Iowa's four seasons. Uh, we learned that maybe I should stop thinking the precipitation on urinals is moisture that I can use to wipe the sweat off my forehead. Yeah, that seems pretty unsanitary. <laughs> uh, I wonder how many people out there will think that I actually do that or do it. Might as well use the urinal cake as a mint. Or emergency deodorant. Ooh, there you go. You never know when you're going to be walking around maybe. a Hot day at the Clay County Fair and need to freshen up. Give you a nice musk. <laughs> um, don't bring guns to the golf course. Oh my gosh. Wasn't there a guy in Elta who pulled a gun that lived on the golf course? I just realized that. Remember? I... When you were the manager there? No. Or the guy who was the manager there before you? Oh... Remember him? I can't remember. Yeah. Didn't he go in his backyard and pull a gun on some kids once or something? I can't remember. It was something crazy. Yeah, baseball movies are just the best. Freaking love baseball. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I don't know. That's it. Uh, Smart decisions the when you go to college. You should probably use the wing hold tearing his taint as the cold open. <laughs> it's just that. Only that? 
I will. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Screw it. Why not? <laughs> I'm gonna do it. So when John listens, all he—that's the first thing he hears. It's gonna be epic. I'm gonna do it. All right, all right, folks. So there you have it. the Golden Toe episode, episode 59, the Big 60 coming at you next time. Uh, I don't know. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy the wind. Hopefully, next time we talk. Well, next time we talk, it's probably still going to be windy because there's windy, cold, rainy weather coming. But you know what? What are you going to do? It's Iowa. We need the the moisture. We need the moisture, and I guess winter will end sometime. So, Hopefully. uh, In the words of my favorite TikToker right now, this guy, he does food. He does food videos. He's a New Yorker. He ends all his videos with, take care, brush your hair. Hot, hot. rebuttal is that Jim Carrey has the best one of all time. It goes Ace Ventura 1, Liar Liar, Ace Ventura 2, Cable Guy, all within mm-hmm. two years. Well, what about what about the Sandler movies when you got Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore? Yeah, he had a heck of a run, too. Man, 90s comedies. Uh, so, yeah, here... 95, Billy Madison. 96, Happy Gilmore. 98, he had The Wedding Singer. 98, The Waterboy. 99, Big Daddy. Oh. 99, Deuce Bigelow. Those first five. Oh, that's, that's, that's movie. That's Those are movies he produced, yeah. God, he made a lot of money. Yep. Sandler's so much more rich than mo- than almost all of the comedians that that turned actor. Well, because, it's, be- it's because he's a producer. Yeah, he he produced and then he even directed a couple. And he's a freaking genius. Towards the end of his career, mm-hmm. he started doing all of his movies like he he would base them in tropical locations, and he'd get a free vacation that the movie studio pay for, and he'd just get to go hang out. I mean, obviously, you got to work a bunch and film a movie, but he get to go hang out in Hawaii and Mexico and stuff with his friends. And the movie studio paid for it all. You got to just go with it and Grown Ups are in there. Yeah. Genius. Grown Ups 2, Blended. Blended is a fantastic movie. So is, uh, wait, did you say Just Go With It? Yeah. That movie's awesome. Brooklyn Decker. With, uh, yep. He's got so many movies. All right, Russell Westbrook is not good. Good stuff. He's terrible, absolutely terrible. Russell will never get off of that. Nope. Russell also thinks Ben Simmons is good too. So, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, fucking clown. All right, let's see if I actually do this right. Uh.